Hey guys, just a quick heads up. This episode actually ended up being a little bit more raw and rough than we thought it would be emotionally. So just to let you know, it's a little bit of a different tone. However, we're keeping it in and keeping it intact the way it was originally recorded because we just hope it uh, will help you uh, in some way, um, however God sees fit. So with that said, here comes the normal intro. Take care. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. I'm Ryan. I'm Selena. Today we're going to talk about a topic that is actually pretty uh, new to us, although we know of it in theory. Uh, we haven't studied it in depth, and we're just going to begin kind of processing through it. And the topic is family of origin. Mm-hmm. And what it means is basically, uh, where, did, what kind of family did you come from? And how does that affect you as a person? And how does that affect your marriage? And so Selena and I are going to share our stories as as children growing up and to hopefully give some more context. Also, just to, so you can get to know us a little bit better. We've realized we've not done that. So thank you for joining us today. We're excited for a fun conversation with you, and we will see you on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. to talk about this today kind of share a little bit i'm i feel like when i get to know somebody i just appreciate so much more of what they have to say because i understand their story understand where they've come from what they've experienced and so for me it's really important to know who i'm talking to it gives you or who i'm listening to yeah, it gives you context for, you know, why do they say what they say right. about X or whatever? Yeah. And it gives you a little bit of an idea of where we're coming from mm-hmm. and why we are the way that we why are. Why we are the way, why are you the way that you, why do yeah. you choose to be? <laughs> why I hate the things you choose to be. Anyway, that's more office quotes. Yes. I think you got that from the Matrix too, by Did the way. I? Oh. I think that was like a quote in a quote. So anyway, <laughs> sorry for the sidebar. Yeah, so we're learning a lot. Um, you know, yeah. we've been married 15 years. Yep. And, you know, it's funny, as we've just started kind of looking into this topic, like I said, it's not something that's totally new to us. And you probably already know what it's about, listener. Uh, but we just want to, I think, take what we're learning and, and share just transparently on the fly with you. Yeah, but I think yeah. it's important to look at, especially from being married because how you respond yeah. together, like how you respond to each other, yeah. how you love each other, how you don't love each other, all these things I feel like take root a little bit in how yeah. we were raised and we how we become the person that God has grown us into becoming. So yeah. there's been all these different effects. Because we both have aspects of health and unhealthy yeah. behavior in yep. our families of origin. So yep. we'll share that. But before we do that. <laughs> we're diving in. Let's do our highs and lows first. Okay. That, that sounds... Why don't you start with your... with? You could just share a high if you want. You don't have to share a low. You had a yeah. great... I just wanted to share a personal experience. We, um, our Patreon backers, I shared this with them, Hmm. uh, just a little bit and I'll, I'll actually go more in depth on what this looks like circumspectly, (laughs) but essentially I'm trying to work in rhythms of pursuing God for himself that are regular and fixed in life. Mm -hmm. So what that looks like is there's a daily devotion. Mm -hmm. Um, you don't know this because yesterday I just figured this out, but I'm going to (laughs) start doing daily walks. Okay. I work from home yeah. and I get really antsy and it makes it messes with me. We've and so a daily walk this. would be yeah. a really easy yeah. way to get out, get the blood flowing, but yeah. also just pray. It's great. So rhythms like that, they're like, that's just, it's non-negotiable. Yeah. It's in the day. And so there's daily rhythms, weekly rhythms, mm-hmm. which I'm figuring that out, what exactly that looks like. Monthly rhythms, which mm-hmm. right now, um, it's the the first Tuesday of every month. 
I take and I go and it's called, I call it a be and believe day. <laughs> be and believe. Meaning that you're just being with God mm-hmm. and you're believing, uh, believing for him to uh, show up in a mm-hmm. big way. Not believing for him to give Do me anything. direction yeah. or give me any sort of revelation, but just to feel, just to make his presence known. Yeah. Like, and so, and I'll share quickly. Last uh, Friday, I went to. It was last Tuesday, I think. No, it was, it was last Friday, Friday for sure. Sorry. Uh, I, I went. Why'd you change it to Tuesday? Well, because Tuesday was booked. And oh. so I, <laughs> I, I fudged it because this is my first month, but normally gotcha. that I won't be able to, I won't overbook it. So I went out Friday and it's, I just took a drive to a, a lake um, in the mountains. It's about two hours away. And as I was going, so the rules that I've set for myself are uh, there's no external input at all in, in that there's no worship music, no music, no podcasts, no radio, uh, no uh, phone, no computer, um, nothing but just God's word and journal and on a journal. And the journal is more of an output. Mm-hmm. But if I'm going to intake anything, it's going to be just the scenery around me, uh, the voice of God. Mm-hmm. Whatever he decides to do, in, ma- namely through his word. Mm-hmm. So I did that. And I was, as I was going, I was just praying over some verses I've been memorizing. I, I memorized a, a verse from Psalm 73 where he's talking about uh, there's um, what have I, what else or what have I in heaven but you. Mm. There's nothing on earth, I desire, on earth I desire besides you. And I've just, I kind of felt like I needed to go through the desires that are competing for my affections. Mm. Right? So I went through and I started talking about or I started just praying and saying, God, you know, there's all these different things that I might want. Some of them are good, like a good meal. I might want to be entertained. So I'll go to like Netflix or something. Or, you know, even things like desires, appetites for uh, uh, just anything. And and so I started going through that, listing all those out. And, and some of them are good. Some of them are unhealthy and things that I'm just like, okay, different desires that I need to, you know, just calibrate and make sure they're not stealing most of my attention. Anyway, just praying through that, just feeling God's presence pretty pretty well. And I get all the way up to this little town. And I start, uh, and I, it's time for lunch and I end up, uh, sitting down and ordering my food and I just opened my Bible. I, I wasn't like blind reading, but I just felt peace and at ease with going to Ecclesiastes nine and I read it and I, I've been actually going through a lot of, uh, kind of internal struggle in terms of how to manage all of this really well, because fierce marriage is actually gone bonkers it feels like <laughs> with in, ter- in terms of just the the amount of opportunity in terms of different directions we could we could go mm-hmm. right just different options not that we're getting like called to do all these different different opportunities but uh anyway i just felt older, overwhelmed by that having a hard time wrapping my head around it a little angsty around it um and just no peace t- total turmoil in that area really wanting to please God. And as I sit down, I order this, this burger and fries, super basic. And I sit down and I opened Ecclesiastes nine and it's I verbatim. This is what it says. It says, go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart for God has already approved of what you do. Mm. So here I am feeling totally just at a loss for being able to cobble it together, the sense of peace. And God is just lovingly, just so almost like, I would have never expected it. And he just said, go, I've already approved of what you do. Like keep doing it. (laughs) Eat your bread with joy. Drink your wine with a merry heart. And then it goes on to say, and this is the part that almost brought me to tears. This is Ecclesiastes nine verses seven through nine. It says, let your garments always be white. Let not oil be lacking on your head. Enjoy life with the wife whom you love all the days of your vain life that he has given you under the sun, because that is your portion in life and in your toil in which you toil under the sun. 
This is this got me. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might, for there is no work or thought or knowledge or wisdom in Sheol to which you are going. So that sounds a bit like morbid, melancholy, all that kind of stuff. But honestly, I love it because it just totally took the burden off and said, listen, God's in control. Right. It's all vain. Everything is like Super clarifying. Every, every plan that we make, wisdom, knowledge, yeah. all that kind of stuff. There's none of that in Sheol where we're going, which Sheol is, a, is an Hebrew word for basically the afterlife. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it, it's, it's, a, it's not complex, but it's hard to explain and that it's not talking about heaven or hell. It's just like when you die. And so I believe that's the faithful interpretation of that word. So I just felt incredibly loved. And, you know, believe it or not, that burger was the best burger I've had in <laughs> years. And it felt it just, again, a gracious gift from God. And I, I felt like the presence of God was with me mm-hmm. until I walked, I got out of my car and you were there with the girls in the front yard playing. Mm-hmm. And I just told you like, God, I met God today mm-hmm. and it was incredible. So anyway, that was my up. Hi. see it in your, in your eyes. You, I mean, you almost seem tearful and you don't. I've only seen you cry like twice in my three times in our. That number since keeps I've going up. You. Sorry. <laughs> because um, I do cry more now. So <laughs> Daughters will do that to you. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know if we have any lows. To be honest, I think I feel like God's just been really great to us. I feel like we've had a lot of peace in our lives. Um, I mean, we've had to deal with a few crisis things here and there, but overall, I think that you know, for me, the high has been honestly having fun with my girls and writing this prayer book like we're almost done it's like i see the end is in sight for me um because i'm just completing it and it's really such a joy to be able to sit and commune with god about the heart of my husband like Hmm. it's a really holy place so i feel um very privileged to be able to do that and it gives me a lot of joy i know when i was writing the one for you i felt the same way just Because we're editing now, and you're finishing up your first draft, and just you're praying about your spouse so intentionally. Right. It's really been transformational writing these books. Yeah. Anyway, if you haven't heard, those books are coming out. Mm-hmm. You can sign up for pre-order notifications and all that. Uh, they should be out in about a month, yeah. month, month and a half. Yeah. Uh, go to fortyprayers.com, and you can just put your email in there. Yeah. So. I think a high would, and just quickly, is our second daughter has turned a new leaf. She feels like she's not as whiny. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's she fun. did, yeah. yeah. She just kind of, you know, kids go through those developmental leaps, and she's just changed a little bit. I feel like she's a little bit more compliant. Um, there's not as many yelling meltdowns, and she is so much more engaging. I think she's able to... Um, understand and rationalize kind of the things that I'm saying instead of just I'm saying no and she wants something, right. you know? So it's been definitely a blessing and encouragement and a bit of like a relief, this sigh, this breath of just fresh air oh, yeah. of children. Because <laughs> she has a loud, a loud cry. Yeah. And so it really does cause chaos whenever she decides to do that. So yeah. It, yeah. So anyway, that's our, we don't have any real lows nope. other than that. Anyway, we're going <laughs> to... Before we go on to the topic, again, we're going to talk about family of origin. We just we just want to mention three things very quickly. Thank you for those of you who have, who have rated, uh, subscribed, rated, and reviewed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually got a recent uh, review that was so encouraging. Someone was just being uh, really sweet to us. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have the – let's see. Uh, I was going to look, look up her name, but she's so encouraging and so – all that. So thank you. Yeah. Um, if you feel compelled to do that, that'd be great. It we helps us those. get the word out. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> second thing is if you want to support us, you mentioned Patreon earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the way we do it. So if, if you love what Fierce Marriage is all about and you want to be a part of it, you can by going to patreon.com slash fierce marriage. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash fierce marriage. Mm-hmm. We actually have about half of our babysitting <laughs> bill paid for awesome. by now. So that's, that's awesome. awesome. 
<laughs> yeah, there's like 33 as of this recording. 33 so backers. 33 patrons, yeah. Patrons, sorry. Yeah. It's not Kickstarter. So thank you. <laughs> if you're one of those 33, thank yes. you. We prayed for you, and you are an answer to prayer. Yes. And so yes. Uh, we're thankful for you. Yeah. And if you do hear anything else on this podcast that prompts a question, we love getting questions. So um, you can do that via fiercemarriage.com slash podcast or by calling or texting us at 971-333-1120. 971-333-1120. Awesome. Okay, so family of origin. What is it, Selena? Family of origin is, you know, where you were born or adopted kind of into, uh, the people who raised you, where you spent most of your childhood. Um, it's kind of a really big thing, I guess. It's kind of yeah. this, it's, it's, parenting it's what you're what you were raised as far as like beliefs go maybe so, what kind of influenced you so tangibly i think the, the family of origin is like what family did you come from right. where did you grow beliefs up beliefs and values and where you came and from the idea of family yeah. of origin from a christian standpoint is how has that affected you it shaped you into mm -hmm. the person that you are so we want to look at that and in, in particular how it affects marriages now focus on the family the Canadian website for Focus on the Family <laughs> has a really cool and uh, really helpful article called What is a Family of Origins mm -hmm. by Michelle Langmead. And so we're actually going off of that right now. And really we want to use that as a jump off point to just talk about our own families of origin mm -hmm. to make our past more known to you. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully you find it helpful. Um, we don't, I don't think... I don't think we think that you just automatically are interested in our lives. Right. But... If you're listening to this podcast and any of our marriage advice or insight yeah. has helped you, then it might help kind of even add more context. Yeah, just there. kind of illuminate it because I know that I really, I really appreciate. I'm not like somebody who watches like the live. What is it? The reality TV or anything yeah. like that? I don't care about people's lives like that much. I just want to, if I'm meeting somebody or if I'm allowing something to come into my life or like their voice, I want to know them. I want to know where they came from and maybe some of their experiences and why they believe what they believe and why they're talking about the things they're talking about, because it just brings, it does, it brings so much context. It can really bring us together. Mm -hmm. Um, knowing people that, that I just meet and then having that friendship just deepen so quickly when yeah. you hear their story. Um, and it just makes them more relatable and more kind of touchable. And mm -hmm. I don't know, just, I feel like it establishes relationship really quickly for me yeah. at least. So, so to, just to, I think do a broad overview of family origin, we may do another episode on this later, um, where we go deeper into it, but basically here's what, this is what this article says on focus on the family.ca says the beliefs, values, and rules of a family are passed down from one generation to the next through living life together daily. And this is how an unhealthy or healthy family of origin is perpetuated. Mm. And uh, so they talk about healthy families and, and things like immaturity or dysfunction or, you know. Uh, this is an unhealthy family and un section. Yeah, and unhealthy families, yeah. yeah. Uh, and how those can, you know, it's like like father, like son type of thing, or the mm -hmm. apple doesn't far, fall too far from the tree. Mm -hmm. uh, and so there's, there's that. Uh, and there's healthy families. So no families is what the, the article says. No family is perfect, but many families are healthy. Mm -hmm. Family Families function well primarily because of the maturity and emotional health of the primary caregivers. Mm -hmm. Whether mm -hmm. co-parenting, single parenting, or parenting as a couple, the more mature the parents are, the healthier the family is. That's I think that's key convicting. as far as like healthy and not just happy because mm. healthy, healthy um, indicates that you can 
you can resolve things with each other. Mm -hmm. You know, you can reconcile and go through hard times because obviously with family, you're going to have hard moments with each other. And so I think if there's that level of maturity, emotional maturity, emotional stability, um, then you're better able to navigate the waters (laughs) that lie ahead as far as like family dysfunction may Mm -hmm. go or just when things happen. Yeah. tragedy strikes or well yeah you know that's one of the things this article talks about is even though even though some of the challenges faced by singular co-parents are different than those faced by two-parent families so they're all facing challenges mm-hmm. the overall spiritual emotional and mental health of each parent is what determines the level of health within the family mm. mature couples are committed to their relationship to the vows they made on their wedding day to love one another for better or worse in sickness and health richer or poor until death parts them so oh no that was really good. I wanted to stop you there. It says that they make a decision to work things out and they mm-hmm. choose to stay together no matter what. So we're not going to read this whole article um, right. and rehash It'd it all. So you should definitely, yeah, <laughs> you should definitely check it out for yourself. But um, you know, in terms of in terms of your marriage, we we talk about covenant. We talk about how important it is to be able to work through things together and reconcile. But part of that is um, being aware of and knowing your emotional maybe maturity. Um, and some self-awareness and how I can better respond to my husband, my right. spouse, because I, I know where he's come from too. Mm, yeah. And I, I understand that. Um, and that's a big thing in our, in our culture today. I mean, there's mm-hmm. so much out there that having to do not just with, I mean, with where you're raised, but also like the, the type of people that or in your community, right? That yeah. It determines a lot. So It also helps you see intro inside yourself, too. And mm-hmm. why, why do certain things set you off? Why mm. do certain things make you feel insecure yeah. and defeated? Or yeah. why do you get passionate about some things? Right. So by taking a good look at your own family of origin, yeah. I think it, it's a good... It, it breeds a sense of self-awareness yeah. and emotional maturity that may not be available mm-hmm. to you um, without looking deeply into what yours is. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I guess we have to briefly kind of jump into our own stories. Um, do you want to start or do you want me to start? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, why don't you start just because I feel like I talk more, more than I should. So go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> okay. Well, I was born in Tacoma, Washington and I have two. I've, Where's that? Um, <laughs> it's 40 minutes south of Seattle. <laughs> I have a mom and a dad, of course. And my dad is, he was born in Hawaii. Um, in Maui, I believe. And then my grandpa, his, my whole family is originally from the Philippines and then migrated to Hawaii. So I'm got Hawaiian Filipino blood running through me. And, um, my mom is, um, very white, I think from German, uh, Irish descent, Mm -hmm. um, is what she's told me. (laughs) I haven't done a whole lot of research there. Um, anyways, they met when they were young and had me pretty quickly after they got married and um they had my brother about four years later and when let's see so we grew up in kind of a small house like not anything crazy we live close to our grandparents um it's just kind of a small i don't know it's like a small city it was called lakewood but there's lots of lakes lots of woods (laughs) um (laughs) it's a beautiful place and you know i don't remember i remember having a big backyard. We had a a tiered backyard and we had all these places to hide and we had a driveway that had a hill in it. I remember that riding my bike down the hill so fast. Um, What were your parents like? My parents were great. They, well, they got divorced when I was eight years old and my brother, I think was about four. 
Um, what, so, what was um, I'm interrupting? I'm interjecting. I'll use that word instead of interrupting, <laughs> because I, I really want to go there further. I know. Yeah, I what, just want to like, be what was it sensitive like? to my parents too. Well, okay, because... let's do this then. Caveat: We love our parents. Yeah. Your dad, your mom, my dad, my mom. We love them. We're not speaking ill of them. They're human people that are not perfect. <laughs> right. And I don't think they'd be surprised if they heard us say that. And we're just going to share transparently. Yeah. What our experience was I mean, growing yeah, up. Generally, so what was okay. it like when your parents had a fight or when your parents Yeah, no, I mean my or... Yeah, no. We definitely got some swats. I think my dad had a bit of a short fuse. I think my grandpa was a bit harsh on him. Um so my dad had a, a bit of a short fuse. My mom um you know when she was a single parent, she became a nurse, she finished nursing school and then she would work nights and then sleep during the day while we were at school. Um because your dad left. Because my dad left, and she, yeah, she was the yeah. she was the yeah. provider and the caretaker and all of that. And so, um, yeah, I, I think that I don't. She had us so young too that I, and she was on her own and making things happen. I mean, I don't, I don't know if she had a lot of mentors or guidance, you know, and how to raise kids. I mean, you and I waited a long time to have kids. Yeah. Um. So she know, was how old when you were born? I, I think, think she... twenty two. Yeah, so yeah. you were 30. 30. 30, 31, yeah, when I first had our first kid. Yeah, there's a big difference there. Um, yeah. So, you know, my mom did a great job. She did the best she could. She kept us in a Christian school. We were scholarship kids. You know, by the grace of God, we got to go to a good school in our community, and I got to meet lots of great people, had a great education. I was super involved in our church. And once again, you know, my mom was able to take us to those things. She never, you know, she always did the best that she could as far as providing what we needed for sports or to go on extra, like go out with friends to have food afterwards or whatever, you know, she worked really, really hard for that. Um, but I'm not, you know, we're still always working on our relationship, I think, because she had to be the provider, um, and the caretaker. I think it was maybe hard to always connect emotionally, I think for us, if that's, we do connect. I think, that's accurate. I think I, we do connect. We do connect, connect a on lot. some levels. Yeah. yeah, but um, you know, like my our my faith is because my mom went to church and she wanted us to go to church and we did, and so I I attribute that to to her a lot. Um, but I think my relationship with God and how it how it's grown, um, I think has been a result of church and the school that I went to and the friends that I had. But I think that might that could be said for a lot of young people. So uh, I'm going to jump in. Okay. And just make some, just reflect on what you've just said. Again, we're not trying to. harder than I thought. (laughs) I can tell. I can tell you're struggling a little bit just because you don't want to throw anyone under the bus. Yeah, if they hear this, which they may listen to it, that's fine. I don't want there to be anything that is hurtful. I don't think they'll feel exposed in an unhealthy way, to be honest. I think we're just talking through and processing through it. But I do think, just talking about how that might have affected our marriage. So we got married young. We got married at 20-ish, 20 and 21. And... Not, I think, I think you not having your dad around, uh, from the age of 12 on, or was eight. it eight? Yeah. From the age of eight on affected your view of men. Not that you were afraid, not that you were afraid. I think a little, we're getting a little emotional. Um, not that, uh, you didn't, you didn't know how to lo- be loved or love love me as your husband, but it's definitely put a different sort of tension there in some areas. Now we're 15 years married now. And so we're, um, we're learning how to 
uh, we've learned kind of how to work through that and talk through that, but still, still, I feel like it kind of, it kind of brings up, um, it, it still crops up in, in different ways and I'm trying, and I'm trying to articulate it as Selena's <laughs> having a hard time and it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to talk about it. Yeah. Looking at you. Yeah. We're not even getting to your story. I mean, we... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're right. um, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's definitely shaped me, I guess. <laughs> I don't like to be super transparent all the time. Um, I feel like I'm pretty, I mean, I'm pretty transparent. I feel like people know me. There's no like hidden parts of me. Um, but you know, it's hard to talk about that. Yeah. So, but I love my parents. I love my family. You know, my dad and I are connecting more and more, you know, and having kids changes it a lot because in a good way, you know, they want to be around and they get to take on this role of grandparents and that's really cool. And I think that's really cool for my dad. And, um, I feel like my brother and I were pretty close. We didn't fight a lot like normal kids. We got along really, like really well. And I hated when people were mean to him or anything. And I always tried to stand up for him and, um, yeah. So he, he went to, college we all graduated from high school and then went to college and then he went to california he went to malibu um pepperdine pepperdine yeah. in malibu for four years and then he studied in london for one of those years um studied abroad and so he fell in love with london and he's kind of never came back after that <laughs> he went to scotland and got a master's degree and then he just loves the uk so he's over there so we don't we don't see him as much um not i mean that can be hard but yeah it's his life, so that's what it is. But, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's, uh, you know, I value, I think I value family differently. I think our families interact differently. I mean, you say sometimes that my memento side's really, like, easy to be around <laughs> because, you know, we just play guitar and we have barbecues and we eat food and we're just together and we don't talk about, like, deep psychological emotional like things not saying that your family always talks about that but um you know we just the hawaiian culture i think just values family and food and just being together and i think that's that's important you don't always have to have deep conversations about things sometimes just spending time together doing frivolous things is good you know like just eating that burger it's just a grace of god and so um I think, yeah, as a wife, I think it's, I've kind of felt like I've had to <laughs> navigate these waters alone a little bit. I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. <laughs> but, like, you know, my, I, you know, you hear your parents arguing and you don't. I just was trying to, like, keep my brother occupied because I didn't want him to be sad like me. And I didn't, you know, I don't really know what it means to be a wife. I didn't know that. I don't, you don't know that at eight years old. Um, I knew that my mom loved me. I knew that she was taking care of me and that I could trust her. There was never any, like, trust or anything. And, you know, she would read to us. We'd pray together. Like, 
all the bases were covered, you know. Um, but I think there's just, you know, there's some exposure that happens, you know, when you see parents with other people that aren't your parents, <laughs> you know, like, and my mom didn't really date growing up. Um, I think my dad did a little bit. And so that was, you know, it's just kind of awkward for kids. At least it was for me. And, you know, I was one of two kids that had divorced homes, you know, in my first grade class, whereas like today that people don't even, aren't even married, you know, like parents naturally live in different homes. And so it says, I think a lot about our culture and I think, you know, God is so good though. in in, in that this was my story and that I married you and we have, you know, beautiful kids and we have a community that loves us and we can lean into and I don't feel broken. Like, I don't feel like I missed anything. I mean, if I think about it and dig into it, I'm sure I could. But God mm. just filled in the gaps. And, you know, the church that I grew up in didn't, I don't feel like it always presented the full gospel, but God used that time to show me who he was. And I think that was important. Mm. And I had friends who loved to worship God. I had friends who wanted to know God more and they wanted to make him known and, Maybe their theology wasn't the greatest, but, you know, I went to camp. I experienced God. I went to conferences. I wanted to serve wherever I could, you know, and I think God was just so gracious to bring that just full circle. And, you know, we're we're taking a different path with our kids, but I don't feel like it's lacking. You know, I don't, I don't wish I does, you know, it'd be great if they had, you know, good relationships with all their grandparents. But if it doesn't happen, like, that's okay. God is still good, and he's still at work in their lives, and I'm just trusting him on this, and I'm going to, you know, I try to be bold whenever I feel like God is wanting me to be confident and bold in how I speak or what I share or who I invite to what. (laughs) I mean, everybody gets along. Thankfully, everybody gets along. So, um, but, you know, coming... I think I've probably got a pretty strong personality. I'm also a firstborn, and I don't know if that attracted you to me or what, but (laughs) (laughs) so. Can I ask another question? Sure. So you mentioned that your dad um, dated um, quite a bit when you were growing up, and so there was, I know that we've talked about this a lot, and I'm asking you to, I think, share some of that with, and how that created a bit of a, almost a callousness toward um, strangers that would come in to that side of your family and you felt like you automatically had to. Yeah. And it wasn't ever like spoken. It was just kind of this, Oh, well you're with him. So I have to like, like you and accept you and act like you're a part of our family, I guess, you know? And so I guess that just kind of made me sensitive to whenever that would happen with, I don't, I mean, yeah. Others. Well, that goes into my side of the family. family. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's definitely really interesting. Um, Maybe we do your side the next time. I think we're going to do that. <laughs> we're actually short on time this week. Um, so I do want to just go a little bit further, maybe yeah. five more minutes with yeah. you and just talk. Because I think we're just getting, honestly, like... It, I did not expect this. <laughs> <laughs> Neither I did I. I don't cry, like... I, mean, you I guys, don't cry. You guys know that we share openly and transparently, but this is... Uh, I think this is more sensitive than we... For us, it's mm-hmm. more sensitive than we often give give it credit for. Mm-hmm. Um, but as, as your husband, okay, I'll just share from my perspective now. 
and I'd love for you to jump in at any point. This is okay. your story, so jump in, interrupt me. <laughs> um, but as your husband, I've I've learned how to knowing that right because that, that was not a mystery. Like we we I knew that when we dated, I knew that when we got married that your parents were divorced when you were young, and that your relationship with your dad was um, not ideal. It, it wasn't non-existent, but it wasn't ideal. And you know some of the past that you you've told me that you feel like your dad had a um, you know, he's never abusive or anything like that, mm-hmm. but would, would yell. But I think that goes back to his family of origin, where mm-hmm. he came from. Mm-hmm. And you trace it, you know, this, that's why this article talks about perpetuating family culture. Mm-hmm. And so as believers, we have a really unique opportunity to be self-aware enough with it, with tools and, and terms like family of origin to be able to look back and say, okay, these are the patterns that, that are being perpetuated in my family Right, we know the Bible's big on family, on bloodline, on names, on last names, on all that stuff, and so we have this we have this ability now in Christ to stop bad feedback loops and to stop yeah. the bad stuff from perpetuating. And so I think that's been some of you know some of how you love our daughters mm-hmm. and how you love me. You know, I noticed that if I raise my voice with you, it it elicits a totally different response. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's good sometimes it's not so good and generally i think shouting is is not ideal right. depends on what you're saying and you know depends on the circumstances <laughs> and all that but um you know i think there's a way to fight well um but i i just i've i've had to put that into my own considerations for how i love you and how i encourage you and how i try to you know growing up in in a single family home or single parent home uh, that, you know, you'd say you were on the lower end of the middle class, probably mm-hmm. financially, you know, mm-hmm. socioeconomically. And so the opportunities and the mindset was not, hey, I'm going to go out and do and be a leader and do these things and do all that. And, right. and so um, I've, I've wanted to lead you in that because I see so much and so much that God is in you and that how you communicate and wanting to encourage that in you and help help you cultivate that and, and build yeah, confidence. And I, I and... think that God uses our spouses to help um, build confidence in us to do those things. I mean, there's moments where I see myself and I'm like, yeah, I can lead. I feel confident about this. Um, I feel like this is definitely a God thing. And then there's, you know, there's moments where I'm just so comfortable being a follower. And then there's that conviction of you need to step out a little bit. You need to step out a little bit. And you know, that's where your spouse can really be that, that help, you know, that helpmate there and that encourager and saying, yeah, like God's got you, you know? And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't get so emotional, but, um, you know, my dad and I have been talking more, um, it's been really great. And I was talking to a friend about it and she's like, you know what, maybe, maybe God just wants to redeem something there. You know, and I was like, "Yeah, you're probably right." <laughs> you're probably right, and it's good, and yeah. I'm okay with that. Like, there's just there's a lot of grace there. There's yeah. a lot of grace there for for me to give to him. I'm I'm past the anger. I'm past. You know, I forgave him when I was 16. I asked him out to dinner, and I said, "Dad, I forgive you." Like, and he cried. <laughs> I didn't cry for some reason, probably because I was 16, but. You know, I just was like, I can't harbor any bitterness or un- unforgiveness. This is not going to go well with me if I do. And God is so good and redeeming. So I think he's still at work. And 
you know, I'm grateful for it. Sometimes it seems scary, but like having Ryan with me makes me like way more assured and way more confident. Well, I counted it an honor and a, and a privilege to be your husband and uh, to be able to love you and however God allows me to and leads me to. And I just try not to screw it up too bad. <laughs> <laughs> you keep me laughing. Yeah. Well, no and one that's... makes me laugh harder than you do. So. <laughs> true. We were just laughing today. I know. So. Yeah. Is there anything else you think I should talk about? Well, you know, it's we could probably spend a lot of time kind of just picking at things and digging and doing all that. I think that what we, what we really want you listeners to, to, I guess, hear from this is that your past is your, your, your present is not isolated from your past. Mm -hmm. And that is a good thing. And that is also a, it's just something to be aware of. It's a good thing because of Jesus. It is. And just like you said that maybe God's trying to redeem something and you said that you're probably right. And God always, always, in his goodness. Brings life yeah. in the areas of brokenness that we give to him. Mm-hmm. He will always redeem and make things new and give us healing. And well, give and us... I think it's by his grace that I keep, I was able to come just, I never like shut my dad out. I never was like, we're never talking again. Like we're never doing this again. Mm. We're just not having these conversations. I just, I never, I never felt the need to do that. And but now you have to re- like I have to realize I'm an adult, and so now I need to do adult things like be aware and invite family members, including him, to th- certain things. You mm-hmm. know, be intentional yeah. about family dinners and having time with them. You know, because our parents are just getting older, and nobody's getting any younger. And so um, I think that's just been really important to me. And you know, trying to preserve some of my <laughs> ethnic roots. You know, with the girls and figuring out how I can do that. Um, I, yeah, you can't, you are a whole being and your God has created you from all these different threads, I feel like, and it's okay and it's good and it's beautiful. And he is, because of him, you know, we can allow those, those things to kind of tell our story. We can allow those things to come to the forefront and be seen in order for us to be known. So. Yeah, I mean, we read in scripture, uh, you know, God knitted us together in our mother's womb before we were born. He knew, mm-hmm. right? So to me, when we hear these, these stories of mm-hmm. families of origin, mm-hmm. we even hash through our own, I just see the, the fingerprints of God mm-hmm. and his sovereignty over it. And that uh, every every breath to this point is leading us to where we are and has led us to him. It has led us to his word. Mm-hmm. It has led us to you know, all the relationships we get to enjoy today. And you know what? In 40 years, we'll probably look back and see the same patterns, right? And so here here now, it's just, it's our job just to, just to make much of, of him and, mm-hmm. and his power in our lives. So I think there, there's a lot. I mean, we, we spent more time talking about your dad than I thought we would. Um, and uh, he's a good guy, though. Yeah, Sat, He's if you're listening great. to this, we love you. That's not changing. Yeah. Um, and we still, we'd love to have you over to our house. We'd love to have you hang out with our girls. We love all that, all the time we get to spend with you. And, um, but it's, but let's just not, let's talk about the elephant in the room that there, it's, there's some past there that, that we're still healing from or at least feeling, figuring out. So anyway, we could talk about that. We could talk about, uh, siblings, all that stuff. And the whole point of this is to say, Hey, family of origin is real. It's something that, that affects you. It affects your marriage and it's, it's something that's worth discussing. Mm-hmm. So, um, we're going to cut this discussion short next week. I'll share my story. 
Uh, it's colorful in its own ways. Probably <laughs> funnier than, <laughs> but funnier than not. Um, my my well, family is hilarious, and so you can tell these things. And your your family is pretty open and honest. I feel like well, so. to a fault. <laughs> I mean, if you meet my dad, yeah, people are like, "How did you turn out normal?" Stop. <laughs> They've said that to me <laughs> because my dad's incredible. I love my dad. I'm yeah. proud of my dad. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful for my dad. But he is a very eccentric person. <laughs> he's hilarious, and he would say that. Yes, and he's one of the most loving people mm-hmm. that you'll ever talk to. So yeah. we'll share about I'll share about that next week, mm-hmm. and it, hopefully share some insights uh, as to my passions in terms of guys and, and ministering to men and yeah. emotional maturity and all that kind of stuff. So uh, so before we leave you, we'd, we'd love to leave you with a, a couple's conversation challenge. So Selena, what do we got for them? What, what, how, how, can, how can couples well, grow from this conversation? Hopefully part of my story has got you thinking about your childhood again and you know how you grew up and some things you remember and why and maybe you can start to see as an adult or start to entertain these thoughts of why am I the way I am? You know, why, why am I responding to my husband or my spouse the way that I'm responding to them? Because there's, there's a lot that tells your story. There's a lot that defines you. Um, Christ is your identity. Christ is is your identity. Um, and through all of that, through all of, you know, the threads and everything that he's created you to be and all the circumstances he's allowed you to walk through, um, really they all draw back to him and they can bring glory to him. Um, and they're sanctifying again, ultimately bringing glory, bringing us to the cross, Mm -hmm. bringing glory to him. Um, so I would encourage you to hopefully just kind of go through those thoughts, start thinking about that and just maybe have a conversation about it and set some time aside because as you can see, it was a little more than I bargained for. (laughs) There might be some emotions coming up, but I wish maybe we would have, it's hard, you know, like as a newly cu- newly married couple, I wish we could have maybe had this conversation more, but I don't know if we knew how much it affected us until right. years in. Um, so wherever you're at, think about your childhood, think about yeah. you, how you were raised and who you were raised around and maybe what are some of your tendencies and why and how does that affect each other? Yeah, I'll just share a really quick example of okay. some friends in our community group very fast. They had an argument recently, and it was over a very small thing, but it goes all the way back to their family of origin. Mm-hmm. So we'll call them we'll call them John and Alice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So John uh, came from a he, he he has siblings, and he kind of grew up as kind of like everybody fend for themselves, every man for himself, uh, just be as independent as you can, and you know don't bother anybody. Whereas Alice came from a family where they were all very generous toward each other, and so recently they got in an argument because on their way out of the door for work. Uh, Alice offered John, Hey, I made this coffee. Can I just pour it in your to-go mug so that you can take it with you? And John said, Oh no, I'm fine. You go ahead. Because he's thinking, I got it. She's got a longer commute. She can get out faster if I don't bother her. And she was devastated in a really, in a, in a huge way, but she was devastated is a strong word. She was very bothered and it hurt her feelings because she was trying to be generous toward him as an act of love to him. And he just totally shut it down and rejected it. <laughs> Right, that goes all the way back to their family of origin. It goes all the way back to his family of origin. So just small things like that, but all all the way to the bigger stuff that Selena and I discussed here today, Selena shared in her story. Um, so maybe discuss those things. And if you can, try to identify three ways it's affected you as individuals and in your marriage, right? So get tangible. Mm-hmm. Take take some time this week. Maybe do a date date night. Talk about your families of origin. Look up this article uh, on focusonthefamily.ca. I'll put put it in the links and in the show notes on iTunes and whatnot. But other than that, um, 
We normally would go through some questions. We're we're out of time for today, uh, but uh, we're gonna make it make it up to you on some of these questions. So keep asking questions. You can go to fiercemarriage.com slash podcast. There's a button there to submit a question, or you can do that um, via our phone number nine seven one three 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 eleven twenty, and you can text or call that number. So as a reminder, um, subscribe, rate, review, share it. We love we love uh, we love getting it getting to do this. So as much as we can get the word out, the better. And, uh, we are thankful for you. So Selena, what do you think? Should we, do you, do you feel like praying or do you, would uh, you rather? Ahead. I do? Okay. <laughs> Father, you are good. I thank you for, um, just the clear path that as we can look back, we can see your, your loving hand guiding us in conversations like this. And, um, feeling sadness, but also feeling joy and knowing that mm-hmm. you were at work. You've always been at work mm-hmm. and any, any sense of wholeness we feel today is only made more whole by the brokenness we've experienced in our past. And you have mm-hmm. redeemed, um, redeemed even that brokenness and, and repaired, um, some of it, God. And so thank you for your goodness and your generosity toward us. I pray for the husbands and the wives listening to this, um, and whatever their background is, I pray that you would, um, make them aware of their story, make them aware of, of where they've come from and, mm-hmm. and make them alert to identify areas that are dysfunctional, that are unhealthy, and to um, be, an, uh, be an avenue through which you would correct those, those mm-hmm. trends in their families, and they could be the generation that changes mm-hmm. maybe some of that unhealthy behavior. Mm-hmm. I pray that you would also make them thankful for the healthy behavior that they've inherited and the faith that they've inherited, if that's them. Mm-hmm. So anyway, anyway, God, we're thankful for you. We're thankful for your word. We're thank you for the ability to talk about subjects like this. You've given us minds and emotions to process through these things. Uh, it's by, it's in your, uh, it's by your grace and in your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, friends. Oh, okay. We will see you in about seven days. And, uh, this episode is in the can. <laughs> All right. Always. I love you, Selena. I love you. All right, guys, we will see you, uh, next week. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.